And we are back with King Was Court. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, this will be going out on Monday, so it will have been New Year's. I hope you all had a nice Christmas and a very happy New Year. Let's get 2020 out of the way and let's rock on with 2021. So um, it's nice to be back with King Was Court. bit of video as well, which is always weird for me. But uh, sure, what can you do, you know? Um, today I'm talking to one of my best mates, and uh, my right hand man, as I always say, and um, we're gonna have a little chat about Metallica. And we're gonna, I liked the concept of the Iron Maiden uh, reviewing of the uh, studio album, so I said, Fuck it, why not go with Metallica? And the best guy I could think of was my one of my best mates and my guitarist on two tales of old, Dan Walsh. How are you, brother? How are you now? I'm all good, keeping well. I'm not too bad, yeah. Just, uh, I'm chilling out in my car. Uh, just keeping warm, keeping in the old shelter. I'm just keeping out of everybody's way in the house just so we can do this. Good man. Uh, yeah, I'm having a wink smoke here in the next, you know, so that's what I'm at. Well, I'm, I'm keeping with my tradition of drinking on every podcast I've done uh, on, on video so far. <laughs> Right, well, sir, I'll join you in a week's smoke. That's all I'll be doing. I had one beer last night and what? fuck that. Oh, I just like, no, I've no interest anymore. I don't, that's not like you, man. That's not like you at all. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So how long has <laughs> well, it semi retired? Oh, that's me. Oh, I'm semi retired. <laughs> so, come here, tell uh, me. Yeah, because there's, uh, there's a. <laughs> We've a bit of a delay here with the, with the the audio, so yeah, so uh, bear with us if you if you like. You have got to remember, we're in two different countries essentially. <laughs> well, we're not actually not. I'm in Dublin. <laughs> oh, are you? I can. I don't know what I could actually just fucking come over to you. I never even thought I was just saying that. Ah, sure. We'll roll with it as it is. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, Jesus, how long is it since we've been in the jam studio? Let's talk a bit about the band for a few minutes before we go into. Thing. How long is it since we were jamming now? That was... Fuck, I, was it August? Was it before that? I don't even know. It was around I've, that time. I've yeah. lost track of time. Just, uh, I, rem I remember the jam we had maybe around February. January, February time. Yeah, yeah. Um, or actually, no, maybe that was early March. It was just before the lockdown kicked in. And... Uh, that just seems like a fucking lifetime ago. And it feels like a lifetime ago, yeah. You're right. It really does. I've no, I mean, I've no, I mean, but, I don't know uh, about you, Dan, if you're playing any music at all, but I'm not doing anything now, you know? No. <clears throat> no, I haven't been doing anything. I'd, the odd time I'll sit, I'll sit down and play guitar, just not even plugged in. Um, my amp's still not up and running, so I'm just sitting, plug into the computer the odd time and just get some sounds on the go and yeah. play for a while. But I haven't really sat down and gotten productive in a while. This year's just been a bit of a drain in that regard. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you fucking know yourself. Is this a post-watershed? Oh, yeah, we can talk. We can say what you want, don't worry. <laughs> 
I have a. That's okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I fucking all this kind of shit all the time, so don't be worrying. And um, once it's not overly too bad, I don't care. You know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything too fucking bad. No. Um. So yeah. So we 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 myself and yourself came up with a plan there not a while ago, wasn't it? But to to resurrect some um, really special project of ours. And tell us about mm-hmm. it. Go on, because they're sick of hearing it from me. <laughs> uh, the Oakham Memory album, uh, the classic, the second album that never was. Yeah. Um, when was it? It was 2012 we recorded that, was it? Yeah. I was supposed to come out 2013. Yeah. And yeah, it was what was it supposed to be two weeks in the studio. It went, went beyond that anyway, and here we are seven years later. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's the right time for it to come out, I think. Um, that was the first sort of mix of you know my my first period with the band, and um, you know the sort of amalgamation of of my riffing riff writing and Lars riff writing and just sort of a different direction for the band. And it was a, obviously it was a struggle for us to get through that whole period, you know, because we we were expecting to have this done in a few weeks, and then it just went on and on and on we just never got to where we wanted to be and it just it was a bit of a bit of a kick in the stones really uh it was a bit disheartening but uh that's that's why it means so much to get it out there now now that's kind of jump, jumping jumping further along a wee bit like but that um for me, just any time I've listened to that it's been, it's been a real emotional one to listen to because I, I know I know what I was experiencing whenever that album was being written. I know what you were experiencing and, and everyone else. And yeah. you can hear that going into the music. Absolutely. And it really draws it all out. Um, the lyrics are, I, as I was saying to you recently, I think they're more relevant now than they were even were at the time. And they were certainly relevant at the time. Yeah. But with everything that's going on right now, I just think now is a good time to get that album out. Not just for ourselves, but just to, I don't know, lighten the fucking mood a bit and <laughs> sort of change the reaction. Yeah. Things, I don't know. I mean, that's a bit hopeful. Well, all we could do is try. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it was, as you say, a very, very special project to us. And everyone that was in the band, a very special project. So it's the fact that we, we could have a, a finished product means an awful lot it really means an awful lot because i still love every single song on that album and it's just great that we're in a yeah. position now where we can finish it and with the, you know with with with, uh, with good intentions i suppose you could say <clears throat> with the best intention absolutely yeah. like i mean all we have left to do you've got you most of your clean vocal done you had some some heavy vocals were done Mm. Um, and then at the time, Alwyn had decided he wanted to use a different mic for your heavy vocal, and that's when it all just <laughs> drew to a, a finish at that point. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got all the stuff there. I think this uh, might might as well just put it out there for anybody that might be watching or listening. Uh, we have all the files, the the whole hard drive with the Pro Tools project. And the like, all audio files about 500 gigabytes of stuff. Um, 
I have no way of uh, actually getting anywhere with that, extracting the files. You know, I use Reaper. Um, we're essentially just looking to get everything out of the one project so it can be used in Reaper or whatever other uh, DAW. Or alternatively, if somebody wanted to offer their services, if they wanted to try and do a bit of work on the mix themselves, uh, so we can actually get this ball rolling, because it's, it's the one thing that's sort of slowing us down at the minute. Um, I don't know, just putting that out there. Uh, so, yeah, so you're saying if you want to, if someone maybe wanted to help us out, um, just contact us, give us a shout, like, and that's essentially what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, it'd yeah. Be nice, yeah, it be sounds nice. like a relatively simple problem. <laughs> Well, I suppose until you sit down with it, until you sit down with it, and then uh, you look and see how much, and you said five hundred gigs is a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole the whole album is one Pro Tools project, so it's what eleven, ten or eleven songs in one mm. project. So there's a lot of stuff there to export, and that's just what I was kind of having a bit of trouble with um, consolidating files. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll move on from that technical cool. aspect of it. Yeah. More well, yeah. Let's let's um hope we get it out sooner rather than later. Anyway, you know, and um, you know, and I think we're getting. Well, it's going to be within the next few months, I think. Yeah, and is uh, has, has Larry got to do any solos on it or anything? Yeah, was yeah. myself and Larry have all our parts today. Um. Obviously, it hasn't really been openly suggested, but you know, probably possibly get uh, Ross to maybe throw a little something in there yeah. too, or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, once once we get the main ones down, uh, anything else is mm. a bonus, really. So, you know. Yeah. Well, it's it's ninety five percent of the way there, so that's we just need the finishing touches. Yeah. Sprinkle the glitter on it. And the funny thing about us is that like, everyone else, well, not everyone else, but people are bringing out new music. We're bringing out old music. Like when we brought out uh, Order Lawyers, and then we're bringing out this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Well, let's, it's, as I was saying, you know, lyrically, it's maybe a little bit ahead of its time um, when we did write it. Mm. And, you know, old music or not it's still going to be new to a lot of people who haven't heard it true, true. you know we we did have all that stuff in our live set for a long time but you know with it never really got recorded mm. and released as such you know yeah very true so that's uh keep an eye out for that keep an eye out on uh on us for as i said the upcoming release of the oak memory finally <laughs> <laughs> So now, yeah, so we're going to talk about what uh, we were wanting to talk about today. And that's, as I said, and let me just open my little notes that I have here. <laughs> uh, it's the basically, we're going to do, okay. we're going to go through um, Metallica's studio discography, which is like the, what I did in episode one with Ian on um, Iron Maid. And I know for a fact that you are a huge Metallica fan. I am. Which is why I got you by my side to do this. So, um, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, just a quick I mean, you know, Metallica were formed in 81 in LA, 
by Heffield and uh, Ulrich, and they were based in San Francisco. Um, of course, former members mm. Dave Mustaine, Ram McGovney, and of course Cliff Borton. You can I mean, that's very hard to replace those guys, but they did nonetheless, you know. Um, so they had ten studio albums, and I want to just kind of go with like a little. Find it surprising to hear that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Ten studio albums. So what the way I do it is, I go through the album as in like the standout tracks that I like. I give it a rating, and then you can do the same. Sound good? Okay. Right. Okay. Go so, right. Well, we start off in. 1983 with Kill 'Em All, and uh, what a fucking what a way to open up a career. I know they had the other bits and pieces beforehand, but but like what a debut album! It's oh, I was only listening to it again the other night, and oh, yeah, it was brilliant. So um, for me, the standout tracks that I liked was Hit the Lights, Four Horsemen, Jump at the Fire, um, Anesthesia, Pulling Teeth, of course. Um, no remorse, seek and destroy. And they're all they're all still staples in their life set today, more or less. But um <clears throat> I thought it was a strong kind of an opening album and I gave it eight and a half out of ten. What do you think? And it's fair enough marking there. Uh, as I was saying to you just when we were discussing having maybe different standout tracks, Phantom Lord. Mm. I fucking love Phantom Lord. It's a great that little breakdown in the middle. It um, is. It is. Um, it's definitely a heavy hitter. It's, it's obviously one of the more raw albums of their career. And like I was just sitting listening to it on some, some good headphones at home. And, you know, you could hear the change in uh, car tracks being recorded where they're like, you know, cut oh. in. It's just it's just totally raw, warts and all, and uh, yeah, it's a great album. Um, rating wise, I'd say I'd, I'd give it a, an eight out of ten. Hmm. So we're pretty close together on what we think of it, like so. That's that's okay. Thereabouts. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, like I mean, the four, and believe it or not, everyone knows I'm a Die Hard Slayer fan. Everyone knows that. I say it all the time. But the first two metal bands I listened to were I Made and Metallica. So mm. <laughs> it's kind of apt that I'm doing this these couple of shows, like you know. Well, you'll have to get a Slayer one in. Uh, people are I, people are probably expecting that. You know what I mean? We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. We'll see. So we move on then <clears> to <throat> 1984's Roy the Lightning. And of the earlier albums, this is probably my least favorite. And that's not, that doesn't mean it's a bad album. Right. But, um, I mean, Roy the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls, Creep and Death, Call of Cthulhu. They're the standout tracks for me. And I rated it 7 out of 10. What do you think? 7 out of 10. I would probably rate it higher myself. Um, standout tracks, much the same. Uh, Fade the Black would have to be in there. Like Fade the Black, that was that was a fucking killer one for me in my younger years. It was just to me, it was always just one of those really really epic songs. It's like you know you can envision yourself standing at the end of a cliff about to face death, and you, you hear that just big epic riff. So you get that in Fade the Black. That's what I loved about it. Um, the solos. 
Like uh, I spent a lot of time just learning all that stuff when I was younger, and that's just it was a big part of my life. Uh, but anyway, that's waffling on. Um, I would give it. I would give that one eight out of ten as well. Eight point five. Okay, nice. So we're a little bit away oh, from each other now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so I mean, I mean, it's it's a, it's a great career so far starting off with those two strong very like strong albums like you know there's a reason there's a very good reason why they are the biggest metal band ever there really is forget about all the, the definitely stuff. is yeah forget about all the stuff later on or whatever but when you're when you're basing your career on these first three four albums you know it's it's virtually yeah. more and as much as i love slayer not, not much of a comparison no but it's virtually unmatched if you think about yeah. it like it really is like say what you will about Metallica, but Jesus Christ, back in the day they could write songs. You know exactly, yeah. Like it's um, what was I going to say? It's just there's so, something about certain bands. They just have a a deeper layer to what their their music is in in terms of meaning, mm. and it just so it sort of. It, it hits a deeper nerve. I don't know if I, for for use of a better word, but um, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. It's it's very hard to find anyone to compare them to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, then we come up to my favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time, and that's Master Puppets in '86. And to me, and I don't know, you're probably laughing. I don't know. My, it's I think it's a flawless album. Every single song. It's a, it, like I gave this album ten out of ten, so uh, you know I just love it so much. I still listen to it as much as today as I ever did, and that was the first Metallica album I ever heard. So I had it as on a, on a little blank tape, a copy. Someone gave it to me, um, and I and again one of those kind of tapes you played when it, when you till you wore it out. Absolutely, and I was, it still elicts memories for me. Certain songs, and you know yourself when you have an album like that, you you never let it go. So for me, every no. song, yeah, every song. But my, as you know, my favorite song on that album is the thing that should not be. I just thought it was heavy as fuck, and it was just nasty, and and love it. So yeah, uh, there's no not much more that can be said. Oh, and of course, I think the production went up a good bit on that album as well. More money, more yeah. better. So yeah. I think that's the best sounding. I think my favorite sounding production of Metallica, probably. You know. What do you think? What are you, uh, you rated that 10 out of 10? Yeah, that's right. It's, I, was, it's, I, was, yeah. I was waiting for your numbers there. Sorry, yeah, 10 out, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. out of 10. <laughs> Sorry, we keep cutting across each other. Hey, no, I'd have to agree with you. It's, it's definitely their first full on masterpiece. Oh. And it, it's pristine. Um, as you say, every song on it is fucking killer. Like, you can't, it's, it's hard to find any flaws in it. Yeah. Um, it for me, it wasn't always the. It wasn't my favorite. Justice is is my favorite album, uh, which we'll get on to that. Um, but yeah, just musically, that was them at their finest. Uh, especially with Cliff Burton. Again, you know, when you're listening to the mix, really low down in the mix, and the likes of uh, Orion, you can hear like second bass lines, and just different little details that are in there, and it's just. It is a beautiful album. It's one way of putting it. So yeah, ten out of ten. I think Absolutely. deserves it. And I love even um like the artwork 
It's iconic. It's absolutely, absolutely. Nearly yeah. all of nearly all of Metallica's artwork is iconic. You know, um, you'll know a Metallica album. You know, uh, and of course, even the logo. Yeah, it's iconic. So, like, they had it all. Like, really, they had it all, and they. I mean, they were going into. Yeah, um, of course, we go through a bad time then where Cliff Borton is tragically killed. And so mm. then they, they have to, they, they, they decide to go on and they record uh, Injustice for All in 1988 with Jason Newstead. Uh, I'll let you start with this one since it's your favorite album. Okay. Uh, well, for for this one, I'll, I'll mark that one ten out of ten. Um, it was just the aggression of the whole album. It was very dark. You know, it's clearly a darker album as a result of um, the happenings after Master of Puppets, no doubt. You know, that's going to plunge them into some very dark places after what that experience would have put them through. You know. Um, but just even just for me personally, it was just it was a heavy hitter of an album for me. It it just resonated with me a lot. Um, blackened, just what an opener! Insane, like just an insane opener. Um, just the solos, everything for me. I think musically they went up a notch. They got a lot more. Um, well, not, not well, maybe a little bit technical, but not that's not really the word I'm looking for. But just they got, they got a little more po- polished in their playing. Um, it was just another kind of a, a step up in their progression, it was yeah. a little bit more progressive. That's, that's the term maybe I would use. Um, could I think of a favorite song? Well, Blackened and Justice for All. I'd, I was just going to name them all there, you know, yeah. they all stand out. Um, I don't have any that I don't like. Off that album, yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's my my stoned uh, analysis of it for now. <laughs> well, sure. For me, um, I loved uh, what you call it. Um, yeah, black in the course. Um, oh yeah, the beholder mm-hmm. one. You can't say anything bad about one. It's just amazing. Uh, Short of straw. It's amazing. And Dyer's Eve. I mean. It's a brilliant album. I gave it 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. So, my, my rating went up a little bit. <laughs> when I listened to it again. Is that, uh, were you bringing that one down a bit because of uh, the lack of bass or what? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's such a pity, like, you know. Yeah. Look, it is what it is, you know. It is. It's, it, it didn't take away from the album for me. I know it would be interesting to hear it. I've heard, you know, obviously people have done some of their own versions online and they've added bass to it and it sounds good. But the album was released as it was intended and I I wouldn't change anything about it. Mm. You know, I was watching um, Metallica on the Howard Stern show and they were playing, they played one. And as much as I love them, oh my God, like it just sounded so weak. Compared to the way they used to play, I know they're getting older. Yeah, recent enough. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was That's a no excuse. Like you know, when it comes to getting older and things like that, you know, you know, I'm I wouldn't be the biggest Maiden fan, but fuck, they're an amazing band. And watching them live, even in recent years, 
that's all energy. Yeah. So Metallica can fucking <laughs> get their act together. Absolutely. I agree. No. <laughs> they, I mean, Jesus, if it's... the aggression that's lacking. Yeah. Here's, here's a question, actually. Do you think when, you know, like when these infamous alcoholics, whatever you say, quit drinking, do you think they lose a bit of their aggression, a bit of their edge? Uh, it, it has sort of appeared to be the case over the years, yeah. but it's uh, there's there's more reasons to that. Um, you know, you have to think. I think about the psychology of that sort of thing. You know, if if it was me, you know, what would it take me? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm actually too stoned to fucking go into this big uh, psychological discussion, but um. You know, it it takes being in a certain position in life, in a certain bad situation with a, a fucking terrible experience for you to have that much pent up aggression to come out with something um, musically like that. Mm. And then whenever they've, I don't know, I've kind of gone off the beaten track with this here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I've, I've, I've lost my train of thought there. I suppose I, I'll, try, I'll try and cover it up for you here. <laughs> um, maybe they didn't always need alcohol, but it did help, I think, drive out that frustration even more and that aggression. So maybe when, yeah. when they eased up on the alcohol, they weren't as aggressive and it, it, changed, it changed the direction of their songwriting, I think, you know. I mean, like some of yeah, our... Yeah, well, I... Go on. <laughs> Sorry to cut across you there. Um, I was just going to say, yes, like that's... When they come off the drink, they've, they've released certain aggressive music. They've got certain things out of their system up to a certain point. They don't need to drink so much anymore. Maybe they're not. Their life experiences aren't as bad. So their music isn't just naturally not going to have as much aggression in it. So that's, uh, yes, that's what we're getting out there. True. So anyway, what a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic, and that, this was the last album produced by Fleming Rasmussen. Uh, he did the, he did the uh, Roy Deloitte and Master Puppets on this. And then we move on to uh, the Black Album. In 1991, which was a total, another yeah, shift, sure. total different uh, shift, and produced by Bob Rock. And I think Bob Rock had an awful lot to do with the sound of this album. I, I could be wrong. I don't know, but it sounds like he did. And uh, I mean, yeah. let's let's see standout tracks for me. I'm, you know, I mean, you could say every song on that album, but I'm going to just say uh, "Saboteur," "Unforgiven," "Of Wolf and Man," "The God That Failed," "My Friend in Misery." And uh, I gave that album eight and a half out of ten. What about you? Yeah, I like it. That's it's it's hard for me as well. Like it's uh, I, it gets a lot of stick. That's when, as you were saying, obviously when Bob Rock came in, he sort of pushed them in a more simpler direction, maybe. Yeah. Um. Still, similar level of aggressive aggressiveness in their tone to uh, the Justice album, but it did start to, I don't know, 
as I said, they just got a bit simpler on this album. Uh, Through the Never is one track you, you didn't mention there. That will be a standout for me. Um, but My Friend of Misery, yeah. I love that Fucking song. class song. It's, it is a class album. It really is. And even, you know, the, the played out, nothing else matters. Even still, when I, when I hear that, like I've listened to it a few times recently and it's like, fucking hell, that, that, it's a beautiful song. It doesn't it fucking matter how overplayed it is, you know. Exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a great album. But it was the, the last of their true metal stylings for, for that era anyway. Yeah. I remember, I remember again that they came out on tape. Because he didn't have a CD player at that time. And again, mm. yeah, look, you know, that was always the first kind of Metallica album that I bought new myself. So uh, I was just like, yeah, it was cool. It was a very different Metallica, but it was still Metallica nonetheless. And I think they, um, they like, I mean, let's be honest, the proof is in the pudding. It sold a fucking shed load, you know. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I guess, that was them at their at their pinnacle of of that. Yeah. Well, I suppose my, my, some might say they've reached their pinnacle since then. I I would uh, wouldn't agree with that. I think that's when they were at their peak. Um, in terms of live performances of the the previous stuff is is more so what I mean. You know the whole binge and purge thing. Oh, brilliant. Um, I was, uh, I, I don't know what I was going to say there. Uh, you you said that that was the first one that you got on cassette. Yeah, uh, and I just remember it. I bought and Justice for All was the first metallic album I bought. I bought it in Blanchestown Shopping Center for <laughs> I think it was 23. How much? 23 quid. Yeah. <laughs> 23 quid. Jesus, yeah. I got it for yeah. Christmas one year on, but no, like I didn't get it when it came out, you know what I mean? I got it, I think it was in 1990 or something like that, something like that. But uh, 23 mm. quid, Jesus. I know. Okay, anyway, um, what, what was your rating on the Black Album? Oh, uh, I'd give it a, a yeah, I'd call it the 8.5, I think. Yeah, I think it's fair. Bob Rock was the downfall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the Bob Rock downfall continues. <laughs> with <laughs> with uh, 1996's Load. Now, let's just get something straight here. And I think people have said it before. If this was any other band other than Metallica, it would be a 10 out of 10 almost, you know? But the fact that it was such a change, but you have to respect what the lads wanted. They wanted to do something different. They wanted to try something different. And that's where I'm coming from. I can understand that. And it was, like there's still some good tracks on this album. Um, for example, I put up... Uh, Hey, my bitch, two by four, until it sleeps, king nothing. Uh, and Mama said, I, 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 I do really genuinely love those songs. I think King Nothing is a brilliant song, you know. And so I gave it, yeah. I, I gave it seven out of ten, which is still pretty, a pretty good rating. That's, that's fair, I think. Um, another one, Bleeding Me. That's on load, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it is a great album, and I I I would agree as well. Like you know, it's if it was a side project, even it would have been still fucking great. But yeah, it did it didn't suit them. It didn't make any sense at the time for them to make that change. But you know, it was, it's still a good album. Mm. It is what it is. When you look at 
when you look at the art of music from a different perspective, you know, you can appreciate it in a different way. And that's that's another one. I think some of their music is a wee bit more relevant now than it was at the time, for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so you can look at it with a fresh set of eyes or listen to it with a fresh set of ears. And of course, um, set, of ears. set of ears. We had the um, the over <laughs> the over spill of that album, which was Reload in nineteen ninety seven. Not as strong, in my opinion, as as strong as we thought Load was. But uh, the, the standard tracks for me were Fuel, the memory, the memory remains, and Devil Stance. I love the memory remains with Marianne Faithful. I think that's a class song. It's uh, one of my favourite Metallica mm. songs, believe it or not. But I get that 6 out of 10. So we're kind of going down now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it did take a big step down for that one. But it did still have some fucking cracking songs. Uh, Carpe Diem, I remember loving it. Uh, it's one I haven't listened to the album in a long time. Unforgiven 2. I love that song. It's okay. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a, I wouldn't say it's a favorite of mine, but it's it's definitely up there. I thought it was a class song, um, definitely a top song for me on that album. I would say, um, but yeah, I would I would agree it would be somewhere closer to the the six out of ten. I'd maybe be a bit kinder to them six point five. <laughs> You're just too nice for your own good. That's the problem with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I want to see how nice you're gonna be with this one. <laughs> the next one we're going to, we're going through is Saint Anger. What happened? What happened? I mean, Jesus. I mean, I'm going to just go through me rating yeah. and me rating and my song standout tracks are Frantic Saint Anger and Some Kind of Monster. There you go. For me, uh, Dan, you can talk more about this album because I I want to hear a Metallica, a real Metallica fan talking about it. I gave it a I gave a, I gave a, I gave a, I gave a five out of ten. Off you go. Five out of ten. Yeah. I didn't give that album much of a chance, really, to be honest. Uh, I remember sitting, you know, watching the TV, and it was just when that whole St. Anger video was going to be coming out from San Quentin. And, you know, really eagerly awaiting this new album, thinking, fuck, this is going to be brilliant. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can appreciate why people would like the album and it's it's something that maybe you know you have to go back to and listen to with a fresh set of ears mm. um it didn't do much for me at all at the time and it's one album that i bought and never really kept it in any sort of cd collection that i would have took around with me it's just left it's left by the wayside that's you know that's how i took that album but uh <laughs> I'd give it a, f- a four. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even the art, the artwork wasn't great. I just thought it was a bit, just and no. the, the, the and the, the new alternative take on the Metallica logo. It's just like, yeah, what are you doing changing that, lads? That's mm. that's fucking mad looking, you know. <laughs> I think it was. They were really, uh, they were really trying to appeal more to an even younger crowd at that point in time. I think um, it it sort of took them in the same direction as all the new metal and stuff that was around at that time. Just depressive, yeah. you know, depressive lyrics and all about 
whatever, you know, and it was just the, uh, obviously that snare sound, the famous snare sound that everyone hates. Yeah. It was fucking shite, oh, <laughs> if you ask me. God. In my opinion, in my opinion. But I might give it another shot sometime. I can't get past that snare sound. I really can't, you know. I really, really can't. And I think I've seen, I think I've seen videos on YouTube where people try and replace that snare sound. You know, I love that there's people that can do all yeah. that kind of shit now. I think it's great, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to hear a different, uh, you know, different mix for songs you know so well. Yeah, it really is. Uh, anyway, they kind of dusted themselves down after that. Of course, that wasn't, wasn't that, uh, no, it wasn't actually. Bob Rock played bass on that. And then we got Rob Trujillo playing bass. On Death Magnetic in 2008. Um, as far as I remember. Oh, so. I, Go on. I thought Bob Rock maybe did it. I, I, I didn't realize he actually played the final bass tracks on that, did he? Yeah. That was all. Banger. Yeah, that was I, all made. I it was it was all, at that point. No, it was all done and all before Trujillo came into the band. So, um, thankfully, he doesn't right. have to. Dorothy's reputation with that album, you know. Now <laughs> <laughs> so we go to Death Magnetic. Death Mag what's wrong with my voice? Death Magnetic in 2008. And I have to be honest, these last two last two albums I didn't give an awful lot of uh thought to. I thought I listened to them and like, eh, they're okay. And I mean for standout tracks on Death Magnetic that was just your life, end of the line, Cyanide and My Apocalypse. Cyanide and My Apocalypse are two great songs. They kind of sound like old Metallica a little bit. And I gave the album 7 out of 10. It's not a bad album. It's actually not a bad album at all. Uh, it's just not one I would normally go back to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I remember when that came out at the time, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Um what was the was the opener on it? Was it the day that never comes? Yeah, yeah. Is that it? I I like that tune. I thought there was some great tunes in that. There was a few. I like. I, I honestly, I haven't even looked back over the the track list on on that. So I need to jog my memory a bit. Oh. But uh, there was a few that were just a bit weaker than others. But overall, that was that was way way better than Saint Anger. Yeah. It's better than Load and Reload for me anyway. Um, it was it was somewhat of a return to form. Um, I'd give it. I'd give it a seven point five. Again, more generous than I am, eh? <laughs> so uh, we with the. Up, we move up to the final album then, um, so far, of course. Uh, hard, hard Word to Self-Destruct, which was 2016. And standard tracks for me were Hard Word, Moth in the Flame, Murder One, uh, Spit Out the Bone. And I, again, I gave it 7 out of 10. I didn't think it was any better or worse than the previous album, you know? It, um, it wasn't what I was hoping it was going to be. I, I'd be a bit more um, pessimistic about it, uh, or critical of it. Um, it's like 
the music on it's great, but honestly, I haven't really given it that much of a listen. This might actually uh, make people say, I thought he's supposed to be a really big Metallica fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, obviously, earlier and more so. But um, it didn't really do it for me. I like what they did. They did some had some interesting concepts for it, obviously, releasing what they released every track in a video online, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting move to make. Um, definitely have to give it to them there. But... Um, I would. It's another track. I'd need to go back and give it another listen. I tried a couple of months ago, and I just haven't got back to it since. But obviously, saying that I tried it means it just didn't really draw me in much. Um, I would give it. I give it a six, personally, for myself. Oh, well, that's that's fair enough. Like I say, I I kind of have it on a par uh, as the one before. It's just as I say, like I'd be like you in the sense that I like the first. Well, five albums. I love the first five albums, and then yeah. after that, you, I can take or leave. I really can. But they still have a place. Yeah. That's just as this totally volume. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you've got a a career of albums there that's really, really, really big highs, really big lows, and they're kind of coming back up again. I think it's great, like in that sense. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're keeping it going anyway, you know, they're not giving up. Yeah. So far, folks, you know. But, Do you, uh, I, I like what they've done. I mean, it's, as far as, you know, sorry, I was just going to say, as, as far I don't, I don't think they work with record labels or anything like that anymore. They just do everything themselves. I like that. Well, when you have, enough, when you have, uh, that, when you have that kind of money, you Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you've that but, good uh, money, you can do what you want, you know. Where's me? Exactly, yeah. True. So, um, but yeah, sorry, I, I obviously stopped talking because of the delay here. So I'm, I'm okay. like sort of saying a little bit and then wait. <laughs> Don't even think I have to explain it. But sure, there you go. Well, you're okay. It's uh, it is what it is, as we say. Um, so that was the, that was the discography, um. Can you remember how many times have you seen them play live? Actually, not that many, really. Uh, I saw them in the RDS. What was it? Two years in a row. So yeah. Two thousand three, two thousand four, I think. And then I saw them in the Odyssey in Belfast. That was when they played with High on Fire. Um, Obviously, High on Fire only got one little side of the stage and they got a shit sound. Yeah. But it was still fucking cool to see them. I saw James Hatfield standing behind the barrier watching them. Huh. And, you know, there's hardly any people there at this stage, you know. I just looked over and he was arms folded just watching them and I was left into it. I thought, you know, I should have really went over and said hello. But, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> but that was the last time I saw them. It was a great gig. I fucking really enjoyed it. Like, yeah. uh, Apart from that was Volbeat as well. I think I just completely uh, disappeared for that whole set. It's not not uh, not my cup of tea. I would have done the same. <laughs> we would have been out in the smoking area or something. Too poppy. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I would have been. So yeah. So I mean, it's, it's such an influential band for millions and millions of people around the world, and um, it's great to see what they have left for everybody. You know, um, 
and I think we've all been influenced yeah. by them. We've all been influenced by them in some way or another, you know, and probably more than any other band. Oh yeah, big influence. Yeah. So it, it, you know, yeah. well, like the. <laughs> that would have been my first big influence, like um, especially as a guitar player. Um, rhythmically, Hatfield is a massive influence on me. Like it's it's, it's very much my style. Um, he uh, he's a pioneer, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's a word to use. Um, yeah, no, he's he's a trailblazer. A trailblazer, yeah. I need to expand my vocabulary for uh, podcasts. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely a big influence because I would have just sat down. As I was learning to play guitar, I just would have spent all my time learning absolutely every aspect of every song of whatever band I was listening to at the time. And that's how I developed over the, t- over the years. And Metallica was the first big step in that one for me. Like, and... Uh, it really shaped me a lot as a player, um, but it, it uh, obviously moved on to Pantera. They would have been the, the the bigger influence on me, Dying Bag, obviously. But we're not here to talk about that. So back That'll to you, Carl. That would be another show. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but sir, I think we'll wrap it up now because uh, I'm still kind of I'm actually hung over from last night. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, like the old days, Dan. Yeah. Yes, I like the old days. I just had a couple of little smokes, so I'm just a, a little bit stoned at the minute. <laughs> but that's uh, that's that. Well, um, do we? Do you want? Uh, here's hoping we can get back to playing our music in the next year. Well, I think right. So, so to go back to that sort of chat, yeah. Um, the music scene has been up and trampled on this year, and that has to that has to be saved by whatever means necessary. You know, um, we can't let that fucking be trampled on anymore. Mainly, the venues need some sort of support, but I know it's it's a difficult time in terms of everyone finding a way to meet in the middle and you know agreeing with each other on on. Uh, what needs to change in order for that to happen uh, I don't like obviously the, the internet's great and it's great to be able to get into a studio and stream a gig and all that but I I'm just I don't want to give too much time to that because I, I, I feel like it's it's further it's like another nail in the in the coffin of the live scene and I, I just I don't feel very good about the way that's going so I'd love to get back into the studio and get back working you know, I um, I mean, are they, are they up and running at the minute? I presume not with the current restrictions, but wow. <laughs> you need to just get a, a room somewhere <laughs> and just start jamming again. Not get a room, yeah. You need to build that, you need to build that studio up in your gaff. That's what you need to do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, some fucking time moves on. There's been a lot of things have gotten in the way of that, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, we need to get back at it. Yeah, look, I mean, it does. What's up? Or the rest of this happens. Yeah, we get that out. But there's so many other bands, so many bands in the same boat, and um, all we can do is 
look out for each other, you know, as time goes on and, yeah. and when, when, when gigs can get back up and running, we'll start gigging again and all bands just play music, get together, fucking make it, you know, see what we've missed out on and let's not hope we have to miss out on it again, you know? Yeah, well, I think um, in, in regards to the sort of times that we're living in right now, we need music more than ever, you know, because music has always been uh, a sign, of, well, I don't know, if a sign of the times that you live in. You know, you can you can rem- listen to a certain song and remember what you were going through at the time. There's not really much interest in happening musically that I know of at the minute. So, I like, uh, obviously, more Irish metal. Mm. Absolutely. That's another thing. My my New Year's resolution is I uh, I I'm not gonna buy any more big band merch. So I only want to buy local, like so. My Irish metal merch is my only uh, the only thing on my shopping list this year. So um, obviously I just want I'm just gonna get links from all the bands for their merch and try to buy a t-shirt here and there whenever oh. I can. Good yeah. man, I bought um the I bought a grey stag beanie hat there a few weeks ago, and I'm waiting for the creep CD and T-shirt to come in the post any day as well. So, Good job. Yeah, I'm gonna have to to get, to get a few more uh, bits and pieces like that. Um, the last thing I actually bought was one of Calvin's T-shirts, the Father oh, Ted one. Father Ted, the, yeah. the last piece of merch I bought. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm stoned. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Look, we will um leave the court for now, and um next time we we get on the court, uh we'll we'll do uh, more about just aeroband and hopefully there won't be so much of a lag yeah. on, on the audio. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it was a bit difficult. It sort of made it a little, uh, little tricky, but I think that's more the mobile network because I'm I'm just using fucking four G here at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, I mean, look, we'll again. We can I, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed talking about Metallica, which is so that's that's half the battle, you know. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I said it, it's it felt felt weird. It felt like I, I wasn't uh I don't know, I was being interviewed by someone different, even though it's you. I know. I've sat and drank beers with you all the other time. It's like a different fucking realm we're living in here. I know. <laughs> don't worry, we'll be able to get back together and drink and do whatever soon. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But yes. for now we may as well. Well you know yeah but for now dan thank you so much happy new year and yeah as you said your new year's resolution stick to it and buy all that Irish band merch okay (laughs) sounds good to me and happy new year to you and yours too and whoever is watching or listening thanks yeah and again happy new year my friends and it's uh it's great to still keep doing king walls court and um yeah, we're going to get out of here. We're going to have a little chat over another drink before we go. So uh, I'll see you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, King Woe is done. <laughs>